Hi, this is Haley Beebe, the Carveline Color Admin. Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Janus. Well, hello. Welcome hello there. To another episode of The Delicious Dish. There's a Saturday Night Live <clears throat> reference for you, Paul. Yeah, I caught it. Do you think anybody would listen if I did a whole episode just like this? Not for very long. I think they would crash their car and fall asleep. <laughs> or fall asleep, then crash their car. But, you know, sometimes we're just all a little bit chill. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of an awesome story about uh, my children. My, my oldest, he's 13, he was about four, and we're on vacation, and he's like, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? What are we, like, every time we finish something, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? And finally, we got to a point where I just looked at him and I'm like, we're going to chill. And he goes, I don't know how to chill. <laughs> <laughs> so for like five years, it was, I don't know how to chill at the Walker house, <laughs> just making fun of him. And uh, he has not lived that down to this day. I bet he loves that story, huh? <laughs> Pretty much. He'll love it when I tell it to his girlfriend for the first time. So anyway, Paul, if they have uh, questions, comments, suggestions... How do they do it? Yeah, they can send us an email, technicalservice at carboline.com. You can shoot them to us there. We'll pick up on it and uh, run with your questions. All right, and what I want everybody to do is out there in the podcast world, I want you to pull out your phone. I want you to look at that podcast heading. I want you to go ahead and click that fifth star. That's right. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating. I mean, I want a five-star rating. Yeah. Yeah, I think. We're a five-star podcast. We are the best industrial coatings podcast I'm on the internet. Sh- I'm pretty sure we're the best podcast that Carboline puts out. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. And we, don't forget while you're there, hit subscribe. Yep. You want to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and you want to tell us that we're awesome so that our heads get smaller. I'm eagerly pushing. I want a bigger office. So if I can't fit in my current one, maybe that'll help. How do you get an office in the first place? I don't know. I lucked out. I'm like <laughs> like Mr. Everyman. I'm in every department. They're all around me. <laughs> Offices? No. Yeah. I oh, saw yeah. where your cube is. There's lots They're of all around you. you. Yeah. Everyone. It's yeah. the zoo. <laughs> the Carbo Zoo. We've spent the last six weeks talking about wastewater. Well, we're done with that. We've moved on. We've fed that horse. So we're going to move on to now. We live in a city where we go flush the tap. Yep. So now that material is now being put in a water storage tank. That's right. And I'm going to give you a little foreshadowing here. Sometime around a month from now, we're going we're gonna to dive back into this subject a little bit further. What you talking about, Jack? Well, it's a surprise. We can't talk about it yet. Do I know the surprise? You should. Okay. I'm sure they are, and I just haven't made the connection yet, because I have been fully informed. All right, here we go again. Time to pay the bills. Time to make sure the family gets fed. So, this thing's brought to you by Carboline, if you haven't figured it out by now, because it's called the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'd like to take a moment to talk to you about Phenoline Tank Shield and Tank Shield FP. Phenoline Tank Shield and Tank Shield FP have low temperature cure properties, which make them great for use all over the country and all year long. 
with tank shield fp you can code a very heavily pitted steeled tank and come out with a very smooth lining service tank shield fp is a fantastic pit filling holding primer with an extended recoat window one of the great advantages about the phenoline tank shield is that it is batch mixed, so you can apply it with a single leg airless and it is blush resistant so anybody who's been around the paint industry for a really long time knows how much blush can be a problem well we're here to tell you that with phenoline tank shield you will no longer have that problem we're going to deal with water storage tanks because they are exactly like everything else that we coat and put out but different yeah but not much different eh. There is some stuff. I mean, honestly, when you come back and you look at it, when you call in and ask, I need to put a lining on the inside of the tank, the first thing we ask you, what's going in the tank? Sure. In this case, potable water. Correct. Which, while water is extremely corrosive and causes a lot of problems for things that corrode, it's actually a fairly easy storage commodity for coatings. That's right. Traditional... Immersion grade epoxies and urethane and hybrid coatings do pretty well with water. Now, here's the trick. When it goes from raw water mm -hmm. to potable water, because now we have to test and qualify these products for service. So, like, while water itself isn't that hard... Because of, like, if you listen back to our tank landing series, molecule size, cross-linking density... We can handle it with most things. But now we have to test for extractables when we get into potable water. So when we talk about potable water, now we're looking at that NSF ANSI 61, but then an ancillary document to that that builds on the strength of the NSF 61 is AWWA D102, which gives you inside and outside systems for water tanks. But the inside systems... Guess what requirement they have to have? Yep. They have ANSI NSF 61. Now, Jack mentioned AWWA. That stands for the American Waterworks Association. And basically, this is an organization that came to be, oh, it came to be in power, you know, a popular group around 1985, which was basically when the EPA decided. When Back so, to the Future came out? That's, yeah, that is about right. But the EPA decided, let's get together, come up with a consensus and have a third party control the monitoring of things that are in contact with our drinking water. And they came up with the two standards. And, you know, the one that we talk about most of the time from our standpoint is the NSF ANSI 61, and that's the drinking water standard. And there's also the NSF ANSI 60, which is the drinking water treatment chemicals. And we get that question in here a lot, where we'll have people who require, I need 98% sulfuric acid potable water lining. And that kind of goes back to what we talked about in the last series where it's like, well, yes, it's potable water, but you're adding me a little bit of sulfuric acid right. to thousands and thousands of gallons. Right. You know, if you're adding sulfuric acid, technically it's not potable water, right? At that well, point. And you're working to get it to potable correct. water if you're in a treatment facility. Yep. And a lot of times you'll find a facility who says we require or request potable water approved linings for everything in our plant. Well, if you're putting sulfuric acid in there, it's no longer ANSI NSF 61, it's 60. And when you dig into the ANSI NSF 60 standard, it's a whole different set of testing requirements. Is it just minus one? Yeah, it is. It is a little less. So my friend had a blackjack dealer one time that he called plus one, because just every time 
he got a hand. The dealer had one better. One so, more. So all night it was plus yeah. one. Yeah. But anyway, so the difference <laughs> between the NSF 61 and 60 is one. That's right. Something but like on, that. Boom. Yeah. I can put that in later. I don't, I don't need you. <laughs> the main points I want to get across, though, about NC61 is that this is where we get a surface area to volume ratio. And, and what that has to do with is the extractables that are within the lining. So as the lining cures, there can be solvents that escape or even as the cure gets extended. So we, we have to test for those things because there are legal limits right. for how much those can be in the water. That's right. And really what they do, this goes, it factors in the same way when you're doing pipe sizes. Mm-hmm. Which the AWWA D102 is specifically for storage tanks. This does not get into pipelines or pipe transfer. No, but NSF 61 and C61 does. does. And that's what I want to get across is that it's a surface area to volume ratio. And what that tells us is how big the tank pipe ECT that you could do with that lining. Correct. And one of the things to keep in mind, those tests are also run at a temperature. So just because you have a potable water approved lining does not mean it's approved at every temperature. They test it and you're approved at that temperature and lower. So a standard drinking water storage tank usually gets tested at 75 degrees, considered ambient temperature. That does not mean it's good for the inside of a hot water tank. Hot water tank, industrial Commercial, residential, hot water, those are all going to be 140, 160, 180 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a different test, and you have to be approved at that temperature. Yeah, you do have to test it at that temperature. That's right. So basically, as we're looking at this AWWA D102, one of the big things to note is, you know, when they talk about the outside of the tank, they've got seven different systems that range everything from a two or three coat alkyd system all the way up to, you know, a three coat zinc epoxy urethane type system. So there's seven systems with a ton of variables in each one of those for how you're going to put that system together. And when you look at the inside systems, those are going to be called their, the ICS for an interior coating system. They have five different systems there. Again, it ranges through the different technologies of linings that are going to be resistant to potable water. Yeah, these systems in the AWWA standard are, are all there by generic type. So it'll say a three-coat epoxy system, a three-coat moisture carrier urethane system, things like that. This is what I was talking about earlier in the show when we talk about the outside systems. This is where we differ from everything else that we paint. Because what typically happens in a water storage tank situation when we're painting the outside of it, well, what's one of the first things that's kind of u- universal about water storage tanks, Paul? They're round. Okay. How big are they? Bigger than a bread box. And how high up in the air are they? Higher than me. So it takes a lot of work and effort to paint these things, right? It sure does. So what we see, even though you're a smart butt in <laughs> our industry, is that they're more willing to spend money on an expensive top coat, uh, a more longer lasting top coat. They, they really get into the ultra weatherables, the fluorourethanes, the siloxanes, because there's a lot of secondary cost associated with the labor of painting a storage tank. And you kind of want to go up there as infrequently as possible. Right. And in a lot of municipalities, these are like a landmark institution. They have special colors, special designs, frequently the city's name on it or the community or, or the slogan. Yeah. So 
They really want it to be something that stands out and can be memorable since it has to be there anyways. Armington, Missouri has my favorite. It says, land of tradition and progress on their water tower. Huh. It's a little contradictory. Yeah. And that's what it said like 15 years ago. It's been I used while. to have one that I drove by all the time near, near where I lived in Ohio. And it had a carousel. And the whole thing was a carousel with like the horses and the normal uh, right around the outside of it. It was pretty neat. Well, every year there's uh, like tank of the year awards and things yeah. like that. And if you guys ever wanted to see some really interesting water tanks, Google water tank of the year and you'll uh, come up with some really interesting results. Because yeah. like you said, the city sees these as like landmarks. So yep. they do some really uh, creative and intuitive things with these tanks. Yep. But we're still going to use, you know, zinc epoxy as primers. Yeah. You know, you're pretty much, for the outside of these tanks, you're always going to use zinc. Unless you're doing an overcoat system, and then we're going to follow our rules for overcoat systems. We had a, an episode about, we sure about did. that. But most of the time, you're doing the full system. You're getting good top coats, spending yep. that money. And for that, pretty much it. I think, is that a wrap? That's a wrap. So if you have any more questions about water storage tanks, don't hesitate to reach out to our technical service team. They're at technicalservice at carboline.com. Make sure that you go ahead and rate this thing. and uh, Rate it a five. Rate Hit it a subscribe five. while Hit you're subscribe. there. And uh, listen. Yeah. So if you're listening now, you're already one step ahead of the game. That's right. You're better than the pack. But the pack is good. And with that, We'll see you next week. And so, for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd, we'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for your support. support.